Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Got a Minute Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.C. Carlton, and I am joined by the only member, well, of the, the real admin team, the only member of the senior, we'll do it like that, the senior admin team that is currently allowed to post on Facebook, actively lazy, better known as Rodney Sandage. What? Or maybe less than Rodney. This point. Man, bro, call me Alan. Don't be calling me Rodney. Oh, you know why I did that? I messed up because I didn't want to say your last name wrong. So I literally hey, read and announced no, we need a, Zoom. We need, we need better production. We need an editor or somebody that's going to like prep you before you get on the show on how to say my name. Bro, I don't know why. I, I, I got this thing time. where I see letters. And so I see like my brain fills in what I think it should be. I think it does that more than most people. But I did. I said the name right. I just went yeah. whole government because that's what I look, literally looked and saw Sandage. So I would say it right instead of <laughs> Sandridge. Like now you like you like oh you gonna be whatever I call you, boy. Yeah, you know, we got go ahead, let it out. Let I did that to your birthday. Let you never out. let it go. I said your birthday was the day after Jay Holland. Jay Holiday was a special <laughs> day. You made it your own, man. So you 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 made it eventually. <laughs> That was one of my better. That was one of my better. It was just part of the process, the maturing process, the the hazing. That shit process. started the whole the whole beef between me and Holla. It started the whole beef between. And me. I tell them y'all got the same birthday. Y'all should get along. We do. <laughs> we really do. Same exact birthday. What are the odds? Uh, today I wanted to. Uh, you know, I didn't play it for you, uh, with you until like the uh, ten minutes before the podcast started. But I wanted to go over the games. Uh, from last week and preview this week. And if you got anything you want to slide in current event-wise, you can. Uh, let's start out with one of the greatest comebacks, I guess, of all time playoff history. I think it was third. Uh, Jacksonville and the Chargers. I I went to sleep. I'm not going to lie. I went to sleep at halftime, laid in the bed. I was listening to the TV and when I woke up, they were driving to take the lead. I went there. I went in the room. I didn't even watch the kick because it was obvious what's going to happen. I immediately rewound the DVR and watched the whole second half. When you, when did you realize you thought? When was it that you thought Jacksonville could come back, or did you never think they were out of the game? I thought they could come back when they scored at the half or right before the half. Because there's something to be said about um, that that second half, like getting the ball back. Like you don't really feel – you don't ever feel out of the game if you score before half and then get the ball coming back out. Like you can kind of double up. And um, like the Chargers, <clears throat> for, for what it's worth, I really think they just got lax. I really think they just thought that the Jags were going to give up. Cause I mean, they were, I mean, they were dominating the game at one point. I really saw them going up um, like 34 to nothing type thing. Like I was like, dang, they really can't stop scoring. I uh, they were getting turnovers left and right, but there's also something to be said about pace of play and the chargers didn't slow the game down at any point. They kept running with pace, but when you're when you're running with pace, when you're and like doing up tempo style offenses, even in the NFL, if you're not efficient, it goes against you. 
That's one of the things that people didn't understand about Chip Kelly when he was in Oregon. It wasn't that they moved too fast. It was that there were times where they would get inefficient and that hurts them. That hurts your defense. That hurts pretty much the flow of the game. And if you're playing an, uh, an explosive team, which the Jags have explosion ability, it works against you. And that's what ultimately happened. And shout out to Doug Peterson for being aggressive because Staley doesn't get it. No, Staley doesn't. I think this game and, and then the other game where this year there was a big comeback of the Colts and the and the Vikings. I think when you get up that much, and I don't want to say fluky because I don't like it, but when it's not really you that's driving the the dominance, it's kind of like turnovers and things. Like one play was tipped by for Lawrence. The other interception, it was a pass interference. He threw a one really, really bad one. But when it's like that, and then I guess what, there was a block punt or kick or something in that, in that Minnesota game and like maybe a pick six. But when it happens so quick and it's not really dominant, you're scoring right off of, of turnovers. If you stabilize that, there's a possibility you could come back. And that's what happened. And part of it is, with the, uh, I wanted to say the Rams, with the other Los Angeles team, with the Chargers, no running game. They had 2.9 yards per carry. Eckler was 13 for 35. Josh Kelly was 7 for 20. Uh, as much as we like Eckler and the ability to score touchdowns, he's not like a sustaining every down kind of back, really. And he's one of my favorite backs in the league. Um, you're going to have a hard time winning like that to, to, to make a game uh, go away and you got to give all everything to Trevor Lawrence that you got because him for him to forget all of that and to still come back shows that that's something special at the same time it still did play crappy overall so you got to look at that too um he did an Andrew Luck play you dig yourself into the hole dig your yourself back out but can you explain the logic of not firing Staley no I, I can't um, like there's so like maybe my 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 patience with with like end up coaching is is at an all time like low. <laughs> maybe it's because I went through the Tom Sula era. I don't have any tolerance for anybody that I feel like doesn't understand what the fuck they're doing. And Staley doesn't get it. He's not a good game manager. I don't I, maybe he's good with personnel. But what I see on the field does not equate to winning football, man. Like, it's it's frustrating. It's embarrassing. Like, we made fun of Jeff Saturday for blowing almost a similar lead, and it was his first time ever fucking coaching. Staley's been doing this for, what, this is second, third season? You got yeah. Justin Herbert. I get it. Your running game's not that great. Well, you invested in a fucking 5'7 running back who's probably <laughs> 180 pounds, but he's still a stud. Scheme it, man. Scheme it. Like, Get a staff that can do that. Herbert can run the ball, work in some RPOs or something. Yeah, you don't want him to carry the ball as much as Josh Allen, but put it in people's speed and and, and allow your offense to open up more. There was no evidence of the Los Angeles Chargers this year. They literally took the same shit they did last year and thought it was going to work this year, and clearly it's not. The Jacksonville Jaguars got better, so much to the point that even when they sucked, they were still – but it's a coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. That's really 
what you need, man. Players are great, but sometimes you you got to coach some of these guys up. Like Herbert's the star. That's that's it for them. Like their defense probably should be more aggressive than what they are, especially when they because they just start sending people. Be more aggressive. Stop standing in your fucking zones. Like I don't. This thing doesn't make adjustments like that, and it, it's frustrating. Um, I feel like this is a delicate time in Herbert's development because he's still not at his peak development. I think there's still some room to grow. What what I don't get about Staley is going to help him grow. What I don't get mostly about Staley is that you had a philosophy last year where you were going for it all the time, and then you totally backed off that. that. That shows me you don't have any conviction in what you believe. You just kind of go with what you feel at the moment, which is kind of weird for a coach. I'm not saying you can't be flexible, but that's not what he did. He just stopped going for it this year, basically. So, like, who are you? What are you? What are you telling your team? Last year, some of the players kind of bought into it, but now you get wishy-washy on it. So it doesn't make it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I don't see how you can you can keep a job with the amount of talent that team has and that and that kind of loss. But I guess I don't know. Maybe they really like him. The manager really likes him or something, or I don't know. But I, I don't get it. I've seen people fire for a lot less. Yeah. And, and I don't even think it's a white thing because even white coaches get fired for fucking up like that. I just think it's just Chargers don't have any aspirations to be better. That's ultimately what it is. They're as okay an organization. with you. Yep, exactly. Yep, like as an saying, Oh, yeah, we're going to get uh, Sean Payton. You're not even in the talks right now because you, you're you not going to pay for him. Hmm. And if you really were serious about it, you would have fired your coach. You would reach yeah. out. I haven't seen any. It looks like he's going to Denver, but I haven't seen anybody trying to – Carolina's trying to get him. Uh, he's he's talked about it on the show, on, on Colin Cowherd's show, about who he's looking at and is at the Chargers. So I, 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 don't, I don't understand where they're going with things. I really don't uh, as an organization, but I guess that's why the Chargers are the Chargers. Let's, let's move on to – uh, well, I mean, this was a very competitive game. I won't say it's not, but Buffalo and Miami, you look at that game and you see it was a lot more competitive than you thought with Skylar Thompson, and you still had Josh Allen making the same – I know he's your guy – making the same bat-breaking mistakes that he's been making all year long going to be the same thing I'm going to tell you that I always say. Get, find a way to run the ball better. And 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 in this case, once again, I'm looking at the stat sheet. Singletary's 10 carries, 48 yards, almost five yards a carry, and he only got 10 fucking carries. That's like, the what most... Do you, what do you want me to... That like, bothers me. Like, what what is it going to take I, for you to, to come with me on the Sean McDermott is not that great of a coach? bandwagon bro i've been saying it for years i, mean, I never said he was great no so it's not even about winning like, like you control your dudes. players though but there's data that shows for this team that if they had a more consistent approach to running the ball even if you're not necessarily getting five yards of carry every time if you run the ball at least 20 fucking times a game you're a more efficient team and i keep saying efficiency but it matters and literally nobody takes that into account in today's NFL. 
That is the number one problem with coaching. That is the number one problem with the league right now is people will talk analytics, talk analytics, but you need to optimize the situations, optimize the analytics. And you do that by being efficient. And nobody thinks about that. Like, fuck, if you're running 100 miles an hour uh, every single time and you're not taking into account that you're running out of gas, what happens? You stall out. Imagine if you were efficient enough to do 100 miles an hour and occasionally take a pit stop and put some gas in your fucking car. That's all I'm asking. Take a pit stop. Run the ball. Come on. It's embarrassing. Let's see who they that was an embarrassing game. That should yeah, not yeah, have that been. Was that I don't understand and, how. And that shout was out to my man, uh, Black Mike, for keeping them in that game and and getting the most out of them the, that team to lose by three with Skylar Thompson at quarterback is fucking phenomenal. And any report, even saying that he should be fired or that he was on the hot seat, is ridiculous. He would be picked up immediately. He did a hell of a job this year uh, with that team and. Um, the defensive coordinator definitely deserved to be fired because they had enough talent <laughs> on that defense to, to do a they, lot better. They got that a lot. And, yeah. you know, they have kept the same scheme, a lot of man, and those corners are just – they're not getting – I don't think Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are getting better. No, you know, it's, they're no, still so you sort of in their prime, but you're you, starting to you get to the point where they're not. So <laughs> you can't just leave guys out there in the island. Like your whole offense can't – your whole defense can't be your guys play man-to-man. And you hope and you're not really getting that much pressure with the front four. But yeah, I was really impressed with them. But I do think it's a fatal flaw in this team. And they did, I will say to what you said, they did run the ball about 20 times. Let's see. I just looked at it. They ran 26. the ball about 20 times, but they passed the 39. But they so they ran, they ran the ball 20 times. Uh no, 26 times, four of them was Josh Allen. So like 22 times, you know, but to your point, it, it needs to be, you've said a lot, it needs to be more effective. They got to figure out a way to incorporate that. Like they incorporated with other teams where they incorporate the quarter, even like with uh, the giants, they, they incorporate with Daniel Jones and he's a running threat. A yeah. lot of what they do with Josh Allen is they don't use enough action of Josh Allen being the threat. Either he runs the ball or he doesn't. But it doesn't seem like he's a part of the running game, you know. You can act. You can accurately predict when Josh Allen is going to run the ball. And yeah, if exactly. people don't believe me, I will fucking go back and go over a year's worth of film to show it to you. Like you can predict when that shit's coming, um, and that's not good. And element out of their offense, then you. I'm. I'm. I'm a Josh Allen fan. Josh Allen truther, but he should not be passing the ball 40 times a game. I'm sorry. That's also true. That, that not, most not people are successful like that. Yeah. And then I think with what he does, and he is a superstar. He has that talent, but he's gonna take those chances. And he still does have that bonehead gene that he always had at Wyoming. And he's reduced it. Mm-hmm. And God knows he makes up for it in a lot of ways, but it's still there. So I do think some of the coach has to get better. I don't think that means they're, you know, I still think he's a solid coach because they're winning, but, and he's been a part of developing Josh Allen. He, he's been captain of that ship, but yeah, there, there's something wrong that that's always the problem. Uh, we can the Niners and the Seahawks. I don't think there's much to talk about with that one. Y'all won. Y'all beat them. I don't think you got anything to add. I mean, we, we started slow, but yeah. Yeah. 
The only thing they really had was DK Metcalf yeah, on the other play. side. Yeah, they should have been Gino in the playoffs. Well, you haven't said yeah, much but about even that was predictable. Yeah, that's true. You haven't said much about um the Vikings this year. Were you one of those people that just thought they were frauds and they were gonna be exposed or are you kidding me? This is the second year that I have data that shows teams who do not cover the spread at a high clip but have a winning record are frauds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just need I need at least five years worth. So this is year number two mm-hmm. where it's been accurate. So let's I mean, see that what happens sense. next year. There's literally it's it's every time I had the Giants money line first half money line for the game and covering the spread. Absolutely no confidence in the Minnesota Vikings. The funny thing is Daniel Jones is like a stud. The best game probably he's ever played. Played 24 for 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 17 carries, 78 yards rushing. And and what's amazing, what uh, Brian Dayball, he better win uh, coach of the year. Are you kidding me? Like I can't stand the NFC East. I think y'all trash, but Brian Dayball gets a pass. That something amazing. Named, some, somebody named Isaiah Hodges had eight eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. And I, on the other end, I thought it was great because Wink Martindale, we talk about it all the time, those old-school coaches that want to blitz all the time, but he <laughs> did. Cover he zero. Did. He cover held zero. back. He, he did. Sure I he bet he killed Je- Jefferson. Hawkinson had a great day, but they, they kept Jefferson in check. It was a very good game plan, and I don't know what the hell Kirk Cousins was doing on that last drive. Hey, look, I bet I bet uh, something got broken at halftime because he couldn't do cover zero, man. Something had to get <laughs> At least he I wasn't covered, or somebody told him not to do it. I swear to you, I just knew he was going to do that shit at the end I of the game. <laughs> I was almost positive. I he knew finally that was going to cost somebody the game. Yeah, I was, I was there, too. I definitely thought that was going to happen. But I'm proud of Wink. I love Wink. Why can't Wink get a get an interview or something, man? They Wink, dog Wink those. Right, uh, yeah, right. he, he just got to come off that shit, man. He got he got a... He got to just be humble, basically. Like, the athletes are better. Admit it. I, we can all see it. <laughs> you can't just cover zero people no more. Cover man. zero got to go. But just yeah. be a blitz happy in general, he likes to do. Uh, but, yeah, I thought, I thought that was one of the most – like, top to bottom, I thought that might have been the best game of the weekend just to watch because it went back and forth. Um, but the Vikings defense – if you can let the Giants – the Giants scoring 31 is rather improbable. So the Vikings defense is just really horrible. And if you don't have Jefferson doing miracles, you're not going to win. But, again, back to that third down, that fourth down, what what ha- what do you think happened that he did the check down? I don't know, man. You know, like a, you, you, you know how I'll be watching games and I'll be going through my little coaching mode. I would cuss him out. Like, I, there's no fucking way that pass gets thrown there. I don't care if you got to take a sack, man. You do whatever you got to do to try to get that ball down the field past the sticks. Secondly, my offensive coordinator, why is that even an option? Yeah, well, well, why would that be something? Why is that even an option? If he's checking down, he's checking down to the sticks. I can tell you a play right now that works literally 80% of the time in the NFL because everybody plays far off run at the damn defenders and come back to the ball at the sticks. Yeah. The fucking Chiefs do it all the time. And you have two options. You can hit them on the outside coming back, or you got your guy on the slot that's going to get a free release 
right to the middle of the field because everybody's playing some kind of like drop cover two zone. Like it's there. And even that guy has the option to come back to the ball, but nobody should be that short. Like that's just, that's awful. I was confused why everybody ran down the field, but one person, and I was confused by anybody would run to the, before the sticks. McVay's tree strikes again, bro. I I don't understand that. And that's supposed to be a great offensive mastermind, uh, O'Donnell, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Ravens and the Bengals, you finally get your wish. Greg Roman is gone. But, again, to put up 17 points with that trash offense, it, the man is a genius. And he could work with a certain type of quarterback, a certain shade. And uh, it, it's that. really going to be a Stop shame. You're gonna he's, see not a, he's not a genius. How much how money? How can he be a genius? How long has Greg Roman been their offensive coordinator? Uh, a while since Lamar been there. So what? This is what four years. Uh-huh. What did I tell you? Well, it don't mean. What was that... the timeline? Nope. What was the timeline that I gave you? I don't. Recall. I said four to five years it goes stale. Four to what? five years it goes stale. That's exactly how Greg Roman is. Four to He's five just years. a genius in one area. He's, He's just a genius, a genius in accentuating a short time frame, man. A very limited quarterbacks. He's a beautiful temp he is not a temp to hire can i can i tell you can i ask you what's the average lifespan of a running quarterback looking good before they can um, figure it out or her cam, cam did it for how long well how uh how long was that good i mean well he, I mean, he got to a super bowl almost won that he's also huge the ball, but, he's hey, different right, than right, those right, guys he's huge okay cool he's All a right. huge yeah he's not the average running quarterback he's huge. yeah well i mean Speedy running quarterbacks that aren't the size of Superman. How about that? Josh Allen looking like he's doing good too. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah, Josh, got, yeah. Maybe he should have got Lamar to eat more. <laughs> he seems like he ain't missed no meal. Shit. We'll see what Lamar looks like without him. We'll see. We'll see. You saw what Captain looked like Lamar without look him. Like, so all I can say. see nothing with Lamar looking like because that boy ain't getting paid, man. He ain't playing. <laughs> they said they were 200% sure he's coming back. So, shit. That's what Harbaugh said. So maybe they're trying to work something out. But the game itself, man, I don't, I don't trust these dudes. I can't defend Greg Roman when the quarterback did a quarterback sneak from the two yard line, and or the long one, and he actually tried to dive and put his, like Lawrence did that. People do that when they had the one inch yard line. You can just throw, you can almost hold the ball over. You can't do that for the two, or you can't do that for the one and a half. That was horrible. I don't even know what the. Who did that shit? Did um didn't Garrett call that something stupid? I don't recall Garrett ever doing something that dumb. Like, that, like 30 to 15 or something stupid. I, like that. I don't know. Was with the giant? Shit. I don't know. But yeah, they I mean, are yeah, you but, worried about the people, I, people are gonna well, I'm just gonna say this real people are gonna listen to this and probably say you know, this guy's just talking, blah 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 blah. He don't know nothing. And I'm gonna remind you that Jeff Saturday is getting interviews too. Yeah, I guarantee I could call plays better. Yeah, I could call plays better than at least forty five percent of these offensive coordinators. I damn sure could get Mac Jones looking better. Jesus, it's not brain <laughs> like, surgery. Some of it. We get these. And I, too much I respect credit, these coaches, man. but sometimes the stuff they do is just like, "What? What is happening? Why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense." So that was disappointing. Are you worried about the Bengals? Any? I mean, I know. This year, anyway, the Ravens played them pretty much better uh, defensively, what they throw at Burrow. But does that give you cause for pause? 
Or I just hate Zach guy? Taylor. Yes, I'm worried. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> you know, I've been saying that all year. You also don't like McDermott, though. They play yeah, each other, so that's a problem. I actually would trust McDermott more than I trust Zach Taylor. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Taylor really is his own worst enemy, man. It took him four to five weeks to figure out that he should put his quarterback in shotgun and keep him there. It took him a little <laughs> longer than he should have. Yeah, and then do you know your personnel? We finally had the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Uh gosh. I mean, there was so much about that game that went the Cowboys' way. But I guess I'll ask, do you think that's the last we've seen of Tom Brady? Of course not, man. This motherfucker ain't gonna ever. Leave. <laughs> I don't think so. Either. Isn't this ain't the Tom Brady that I I love to hate, man? I don't like seeing him like this, so I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a release. He's no longer good enough for me to hate. But yeah, you know, it's, it's rare that I say that about. Him. You know, I usually hate I hate the best, man. But it's the same with LeBron. Like once he started playing for the Lakers and losing all these games, I stopped hating. Yeah, it's him, not man. as it's not, it's as not the same. You're not I'm you're not the stats, but you're not the Moby Dick that I thought you were. <laughs> well, they just <laughs> like, playing so long, like yeah. Geez. But um, so ultimately, ultimately, not necessarily shocked at the Cowboys winning. But in the fashion that they won, the overall effort from the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers' fucking game plan in general, I was definitely shocked and disappointed in that aspect. I thought the game would be way more competitive. Uh, absolutely looked like the, the Buccaneers were just not – like they just didn't have it. And they, they're never going to have it is, is what it looked like. Uh, Todd Bowles is awful. I don't know why he keeps getting head coaching jobs. I mean, you could look at the Jets' tenure and everything you need to know about Todd Bowles, you can see. Um, Leftwich deserved to be fired. You can't put up points with Tom Brady. Something's wrong. I don't give a fuck how old he is. Um, and then the running game in general was awful. The game plan for the running game was awful. Like people have had success running directly at the Cowboys, and you are trying to run outside the tackles with Leonard Fournette. People, cut that shit out. <laughs> and I'm a Lenny fan. Come on, man. Yeah, that was the playoff lane. I think he had four rushes for 13 yards. So it was pretty, it's pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. I don't even do a little dance on Fortnite's head or anything like that. But he got he got your boy Super Bowl. You better yeah, be respectful. Yeah, I don't think it was him. Yeah, all right. Uh let's preview the games. Jags Saturday, 4:30. Jags at the Chiefs. We got eight and a half points. ESPN analytics say the Chiefs have a 78.5% chance of winning. Uh, it's funny too. I think I believe it's like five or six. It might be longer. I'd have to look it up. But five or six of the Jags' last home games in a row, they had a comeback. And of course, this won't be a home game. It's in Arrowhead. And Trevor Lawrence said, "There's no way it could be as loud as our stadium." Yet I don't know if he's never been to Arrowhead. He must not know about Arrowhead. He shouldn't have said that. So that I can, I can we get some background on that? What'd you say? Can we get some background on that? Because I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, Arrowhead is one of those old school stadiums where yep. literally the fans are right on top of you. It's not like these new stadiums, so it's it don't it don't hold as many as say like the Las Vegas Raiders stadium, but it uh, probably is three times louder. And they and they and they take pride and they've broken the yeah. record for being the loudest stadium before, yeah. I believe, multiple times. So I don't think he really knows what he's in for. Also, you're playing the Chiefs and Andy Reid. You do have Doug Peterson against Andy Reid, so you're coming from that tree. But I don't think they have a chance. I, I think it's been a very beautiful run for Jacksonville. I don't think they have a chance. I probably would take the eight and a half. Um, 
Kansas City has scared me a little bit this year because they've been so lapsed a days ago. But I would, I, I would really know oh, how that shit go. They just like the Warriors, bro. They only yeah, they, they really are. Matters. Yeah, like it's their their core still veteran. They're they're good staff and all that. They've been here before. Like honestly, I feel like they've they've been in um like this season. There've been times where I could kind of tell they were just trying not to get hurt and just finishing the game. Yeah, um, which is fine. Um. Whether it's saying a wintery mix, maybe in play, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I am a Trevor Lawrence stand. Um, I don't have to defend him a lot, so you don't hear many things out of me often. But like the four interceptions, as you can note in this podcast, I have not talked about it because it doesn't matter uh, because he won the game. That's how stand I am. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, with, he never plays well in in rain, so I don't know. Either winner or mix. Undefeated think, on Saturdays. I think eight and a half is too much, personally. Um, but if he throws four interceptions against the Chiefs, I'm gonna tell you right now that shit gonna get. That's ugly. gonna be a problem. They might score yeah. sixty. It's so. gonna get ugly. But this is one of the few times where I'm going to say, and I will go on record by go on record saying this, that scheme wise. The Chiefs are going up against somebody offensively that's on the same level as them. Peterson knows his personnel. He uh-huh. knows how to get those guys open. He knows how to get the most out of this. It's an offensive mind that can match their kind of creativity, their um, their impulsiveness when it comes to making plays and doing what's necessary to win the game on the offensive side of the ball. And Trevor Lawrence's arm talent is really fucking good. So, in the the game, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the Chiefs, it's Andy Reid, it's the playoffs, and it's Patrick Mahomes. But not not taking anything away from Jacksonville, but they the underrated the very well to give them a game. They could give them a good game, but the Andy Reid Mahomes, tough combination. So it's more credit. Come on, man. Come on, man. Giants and the Eagles picking Char- up. Hold on, hold on, real quick. The Chargers scored it. The, the, hold on, the Chargers scored three points and a half. You got to get these boys more credit, man. The Jags defense, come on. They did. They played well. You know, they 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 were put against a lot when your quarterback has four four touchdowns. I mean, four four interceptions. That's that's hard. But I'm saying, um, but they've been they've been some timing this year though. Like they they did well that game. But I mean, and they weren't. I'm not taking anything away from them. They weren't playing the Chargers at full strength. They didn't have Williams. But let's see what they gave up. Uh, this is 30, 16 to Tennessee, three to Houston, three to the Jets, thirty four to the Cowboys. I mean, I I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't see them stopping this defense. I don't see them stopping this offense, though, because there's so many multiple things Chiefs can do to you. I, I just don't. And I don't know if they have the the horses in the secondary to really keep up with them. But That's fair. That's why you play the game. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely a young defense that has shown a lot of promise and shown some of their inexperience, too, this year, but shown a lot of promise, especially during this winning streak and the ability to make big plays. But And it, it might end up being a shootout. But, like I said, Mahomes and Reed, I'm not betting against that, especially in the division in the divisional round, which they've never lost in the divisional round. I believe it's, it's uh I just looked at it as four and Uh so the Giants and the Eagles, it, it, at first glance, it's really obvious 
that is the Eagles, but they're only seven and a half point favorites just as a handicapper. Is that, does that seem low or is Vegas kind of finally impressed by the Giants? Now, I always love uh, taking the Giants in the points, man, because they don't give up. That's the thing. And then if you're talking about a playoff game, like if the Eagles go up like like 13 or 14 or even if they go up 10 on the last drive, the Giants are going to play the score. They're not going to just give in. So they'll probably get a backdoor cover. They just can't get blown out early. And I have said, and I think I've told you this too in private, that the Eagles have a lull in their offense and a lull in their team in general typically around like the second quarter is from what I saw. I'm, I'm going to look it up while you're talking and see if there's really actually data there. It's just maybe it could be just the games that I watch. But I feel like in the second quarter, they're not as as good once that script runs out. And then after halftime, they come back and, and they have adjustments and then they do fine. So with that being said, there is a window of opportunity for the Giants to jump on them and maybe cause some panic because what we saw in the first week, the teams who were favored – started generally kind of slow yep, and that, and that created some like some tense uncharacteristic type plays i feel like um with the eagles getting the bye you know there is still some pressure to to perform and um there could be a window with the giants coming in fresh off a win and, and not having that long rest where uh they could potentially jump on a, an opponent that they're familiar with so i'm leaning to taking the points um, I think most people would probably want to take the seven and a half. Buys are a weird thing because especially in football, it doesn't work like that in the other sports. Baseball, I mean, you sort of have, it's like that little wild card thing. But in, in, in the NBA, you don't really have it. Um, you got one team that probably, not always, but probably is fighting for their lives to get in, lives to get into playoffs. Then literally playing a playoff game, you got a top dog team that lets off the throttle a little bit at the end of the season, then might start resting players, and then literally has a a week they don't play. And there's so much to rhythm and repetition about football. And I, I know I've seen so many teams come out flat and not be able to match the intensity of the team that was playing the week before because they were in a bye, and then the week before the bye. They probably rested players. Then the Eagles are even in a weirder situation where they haven't played a meaningful, let's say, how do we say this? They haven't played an all-out game where both teams were going full force with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. So they didn't get week 18. They didn't get week 17. They didn't get week 16. So since week 15, they haven't played a real game against starters with Jalen Hurts. That's weird. And and I don't know what that looks like. I think the Eagles are the most talented team in the league, so they pull this out. But that is something to watch for. The rhythm and the timing, if they fall down early, it's been a long time since Jalen Hurts was the under center. The Giants pulled their starters in a real live football game against NFL players with intensity. And I think that does mean something. I agree. And and here's the thing that you do if you're the um the Eagles coach. You go to your team and you tell them to keep their edge and you remind them what people said in the beginning of the year. Don't don't doesn't matter what they said throughout the year because you know there's a lot of apologizing throughout the year because they kept winning. But the preseason expectations for the Philadelphia Eagles 
was nothing like what they've done now. And you tell them to keep their edge because that's what's going to get them through uh, that first half when, when, you know, you presume that they're going to wake up or, or however long it takes, like they got to keep their edge. They got to take this as the hell with the line, the hell with what people are saying. We're, we still have something to prove. Uh, and I think that'll help them get, get to the top in this game. Uh, Want to also say that I was apparently wrong and it was only the games that I watched. The Eagles second quarter points totals are pretty damn good. So I guess it was just the game. There games was a part of the season where they were doing that though. Yeah, it's, so like it's probably just the games, games that I watch. So. That's fine. Um, but yeah, just keep your edge and um, matchup wise. I mean, let's be honest. This this Giants defense isn't really that good. They just they just find a way to make plays. Yeah, um, they play hard, they, and they don't have that, they don't have any star power. You know, the Eagles just got to play their game, man, and and don't play tight because, like I said, the. the First weekend, that's what we saw in a couple teams, including my fucking team, the Niners. They played tight in the first half. I know who didn't play tight. Oh, yeah. Besides uh, Mar, our kicker. Everybody else, no else, the Cowboys played tight. Ah, <laughs> okay, uh, we just, got. Just, I'm just I ain't going to do y'all like that. Y'all earn that shit. <laughs> Bengals and the Bills. Interesting game. I would take the Bengals. I would take the Bengals, except for the fact. There's a thousand percent chance that Demar Hamlin is gonna come out there and give a speech or just show up, and everybody's gonna be is gonna feel like an angel in the outfield kind of thing, and he and and they're gonna be so pumped and so motivated, and that crowd's gonna be so hyped. If anybody can handle that, it's Joe Burrow. But I do think, and I'm not one of those people, but the storyline has been written, and I'm not saying. They're fixing. I'm saying it's like a football guys kind of thing. I hear you. And the first play of the game I'm running is nobody run. We're gonna snap the ball. We're gonna just throw that bitch deep to Chase. Show me. <laughs> Show me. We're gonna come right at your ass. You know. You remember? Uh, God, was it like 2005 when USC played Oklahoma? And they had Mike Williams and, and Liner, and that was like uh-huh. their, one of their first plays. Like they literally just snapped the ball, just threw that bitch down the field, and it was like a sixty-something yard touchdown. Some <laughs> like, That's what's up. What and, it, and it literally killed all the hypeness, all the momentum that Oklahoma had coming into that game. Like I think it shocked them. That's essentially what you got to do, bro, because <laughs> you're gonna get their best effort. You're literally getting them supercharged <laughs> if he comes out and he speaks. Uh, and and to some degree, you know, the, the Bengals are going to be emotional, too, because they witnessed that and they were all yeah. for for him to, you know, to make it. And, um, you know, having that being the last time that we did a podcast, too, um, I feel like, yeah, we definitely should address that. And that could be a very, like, strong possibility that that happens. But you put your game face on, you say it's cool, but we're only in this fucking situation because we didn't get to finish the game. And we want to prove to everybody that we should have been at least the number two seed. This is our home game that we've got to play on the road. Fuck that. I'm throwing deep first play. We coming for their uh-huh. neck. Coming for their neck. We don't even, like, even if I win the coin toss, I want offense first type shit. We're oh. coming straight at you. Set the tone on the first drive. They won't because it's Zach Taylor. Yeah. It's weird because they, I mean, this is just every bit. I mean, they aren't, it's na- they aren't national teams. But this is every bit as juicy a matchup as the Cowboys and the 49ers. Got a 12-14, 13-3 team. 
You got a team that was 18 seconds away from going to the, tight, uh, the championship game against a team that went to the Super Bowl. It was only a few plays away from winning the championship. You know, close to both of our teams last year. Mm-hmm. And so you got – this is like a sleeper for best game of the weekend. Um, if it wasn't at Buffalo and you didn't have the Hamlin factor, I would pick the Bengals. My gut is telling me the Bengals, but I'm thinking – between being home and Hamlin showing up, he's already been to the facility. There's no way he's not going to be at the game. I'm giving, I'm going with Buffalo. What do you think? I got a parlay going right now in college uh, basketball, and I pray that it hits because I'm putting everything I got on the fucking Bengals to cover. Ain't no way these dudes <laughs> going to get beat like that, man. Should I just watch these? Uh, the Bills, Bills ain't covered a number in a while, man. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I just think they're going to beat them. I don't Yeah, yeah, half, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just putting the, the gambling information out there, though. Yeah, yeah. like, I think I think the Bills are probably especially if, if Hamlin um comes out. But yeah, don't be afraid to take all the points you can get with this Bengals team because they're gonna come after him, hopefully. And uh they got the weapons still. Underrated aspect, underrated aspect of the game that nobody's talking about is I don't know the boy's name, but the Bengals have a linebacker that's pretty damn solid. And I think he's gonna make the difference in stopping Josh Allen from running all over them. And I think that was part of their issue in the first game that they played is that he couldn't get those running lanes if if they had a spy on him and uh, I think that messed up their offensive flow so um I I really think he's a reader the white boy yeah yeah middle linebacker I think that's reader yeah Yeah, he's 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 good man he's got good instincts which is something that people don't talk about like you watch him play like he's sniffing out plays and, and knows where he's supposed to be even if he's not necessarily the most athletic it's the instincts that really makes him excel on the field. And I like him. I think he'll he'll play a, he'll have a big game. And and that could be a potential X factor in that matchup. Let's see if it's is this their last game? That's the post I'm trying to see who their leading uh tackler is, because that probably is who it would be. He's, he's solid. Um Maybe it's Will is L. Wilson sounds African American. Is one is one I was gonna say is one is he's a white linebacker. I know people are probably like, why are you Maybe Wilson? I was, race matters for me with linebackers because there's not a white linebacker I really respect except for Erlach. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> actually Keekley was good. Keekley was good. Reader. Is he still on there? Uh Wilson had 83 tackles. It might be him. But and, well, 123 total tackles. But I, I do think the thing too, I try to look at teams when they play. Offense is about even, but the Bills, the, the Bengals defense is a lot better. Um, so that that that's the thing too. But again, being home, I think, is a big deal. Maybe I'm talking myself out of what I should pick, but I'm de- definitely covered for the Bengals. But I'm going with the Bills. Yeah, it's it's Logan, got, it's Logan Wilson. So yeah, okay. Then we got. I think Reed might have left or got hurt. The then we got. The matchup that our group is talking about, matchup ESPN can't stop talking about, two of the glamour franchises, neither have won a Super Bowl since I was in middle school. Um, Let's talk about the group first. How do you feel about this? You did a really good post. If anybody had seen it go, you went to – it was not Hobby Lobby. What is it? Thirty second and Charles. It's, yeah, it's a little. It's I never even been in there. I didn't know what it was. It it's pretty cool, that. man. Like, um, we, I think, um, because you know, it's by that Chuck E. Cheese. So Tristan, yeah, yeah, I know what it. I just never walked. Yeah, he in. thought it was a bookstore. So I thought it was um, a music store. 
Yeah, so he he had me go in there with the one day rent. I guess he's seen it because my cousin always takes him to Chuck E. Cheese. So uh-huh. we went over there because it's not too far from the house. And I was like, Dan's got all these retro things in it and stuff. But uh, I went by there because uh, he's having some issues in school. So he got a, we're going to reward him with something there. And that's when I got that idea to do the nostalgia stuff. I'm assuming he he he, he improved the issues from school, right? But it's... You said he has an issue from school, so I was yeah, going to reward him. Oh, of course. Him. I'm just making sure the people know. <laughs> I don't want Saltese listening thinking that we oh no I don't reward our children. Shit, I'm doing the wrong bro, thing. I don't know. Yeah, I know you don't. I was gonna say I. That's how they think. Sometimes. Hey, we're, I ain't punching them or nothing like that. But hey, it is what it is. I treat him like y'all. I treat you. He's well taken care of. <laughs> uh, so I I don't want to. I don't really want to. I'm going by heart in my head here, but I think the way and Vegas has us as a four point dog. Um, I think y'all have been the team to beat for a long time. Probably since Purdy, Purdy took his first snap, honestly. And I think everything's in place, but every year y'all find some way to fumble the bag. And you're looking at, and we're looking at trends. You talk about trends and all that. That's a cousin of bet. 11 and 0 since McCaffrey. What are you, mm-hmm. six, seven and 0 since Purdy started? Teams How long come in, are y'all going to come just in be able win, to just keep going? Teams who come in on uh, 10 game or better win streaks into the playoffs after the divisional round, I mean, after the wild card round, are typically at best eight and eight uh, straight up. And yeah, because I'm like, yeah, it's like, Every trend is 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 made to be broken at some point. Um, so that that is very true. Um, there was something I was gonna say. Uh, oh, um, matchup wise, I just think that you can overlook that trend a little in this case because um, I don't see how we can't just do what we've been doing because we dominate in the trenches. Um, I know the Cowboys. Um, between Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan, they're both very familiar with one another. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, what what sets us apart is that our skill players are more physical than the Cowboys' defense in general, like on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Offensively, I, I think your skill players are more athletic than our yep. skill players, but the great equalizer is up front, and I think we can still manage that. And we also have the luxury of being able to probably get pressure on Dak Prescott with just four without having to do a lot of blitzing. And we've also got the luxury of having a linebacker who is versatile enough to cover Pollard and also drive back and cover CD. We need to make sure, like I said in the chat, that you don't get big plays. Make the Cowboys drive. You cannot allow them to get explosive plays. If you get them in third and longs and things like that, you have to capitalize on those situations. You can't be giving up 25, 30-yard gains, uh, and, and you have to break Dak's rhythm because I don't know how much more evidence people need to see. You could go back to his fucking college days. He's so much better when he's in rhythm, and you do that by allowing him to play faster. Up-tempo, yeah. I don't yes. Kelly, yes. I'm going to go down there. If we don't play up-tempo, I'm going to go down there and talk to Kelly. Or yeah. try to help him get an interview, help his job skills so he'll leave. But we obviously need to play like that. 
I think what you saw from that, that worries me, actually. He played so well that I feel like he left it all out there to some degree. <laughs> but you got to have some faith in the guy, though, man. I don't. I don't. But, but I'm just saying, like, you know, he played, he couldn't play. I got so much I have in Romo. <clears throat> Romo was also a very good quarterback that was prone to back breaking mistakes. Because so, you threw the ball 55 times. Well, yeah, both problems. But I think the problem for us is the offensive line. I think mm-hmm. our offensive line is makeshift. They switched again. That was the second time they switched. I can't remember, but I think they put Peters back in the – I forgot who they started, but they switched. The guy that was on the bench, they switched it back out, let him play tackle. And we've been mixing and matching all year because of the injuries and things like that. But I think your defensive line is going to have – and that's what happened last time. Last time, and I don't mm-hmm. see matchup wise, I don't see that going a lot different. What I'm hoping for is that Purdy, some of that fairy dust, because there have been times where he he's gotten away with stuff. That yeah. Dan Quinn calls a really good game and is really creative and does everything he can to flood the middle of the field. Easier said than done against Kyle Shanahan, but Dan Quinn figures something out. Our pass rush comes back. And Purdy kind of buckles under pressure, and I don't think he, the moment will be too big for him. But I do think his he can regress. Yeah, so he definitely can regress. Um, you you got to take the reads away. Um, and I think I know it's, it's wild to say this, but I think you either have to switch up your personnel and and risk getting overpowered in the by the run game, or you got to drop Parsons back in coverage, man, because he can cover a little. I mean, he's not. Like super yeah, but he's losing a lot but, but, on the that's Yeah, the, I know that's the catch twenty two because he's the only one that's athletic enough to cover Kittle and also probably stay with McCaffrey out the backfield because you're gonna end up with LVE on Kittle or McCaffrey. And if that's really what happens, you lose. And you know, I posted a play in the in the chat where we ran the motion when Debo had the twenty six yard touchdown. You can't do that shit no more. You cannot fall for the for the uh what I call them the ghost motions where people really just move in to get somebody out of position because the Niners play the numbers. So if you are out of like, and they don't give you time to readjust either. So it, it just takes a look like uh, in that play that I posted, and I'll send it to you later. Um, we ran a, a little ghost motion and uh, your linebacker switched off with the safety. And once the linebacker, literally, you know, soon the linebacker moved, the ball was snapped and it opened up a, a cutback lane for Debo. And, and you have to, you have to be disciplined when you play this team and you have to be committed to everybody doing what they're supposed to do. And you can't play a lot of man to man because they're going to just run you all around. Now, if we come out and we're not doing the motions, you know where I'm going to be on the get Kyle Shanahan the hell out of here. <laughs> Train again, run the offense the way it's supposed to be run. Brock Purdy can execute, continue to execute. We don't need to ask him to do any more than what he's done and hopefully he doesn't feel like he needs to do any more than what he's done. Get the ball to the playmakers, let him spin. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I'm trying to keep my business flowing. You know, sometimes you got to do a little wrestling thing, but I don't feel great about it. Um, but I also, when I don't feel great, a lot of times we win. As last year, I actually thought we could beat y'all. And <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I think I think it's like this. 
I think if we played our A game and you played your A game, I, I, I actually think we would win. But I think the likelihood of y'all, of us playing a better overall game than y'all playing an overall game against each other is less. I think if you we play 10 times, y'all going to play from a B to an A five to six times, and we're going to play from a B to an A three times. That's how I think it is. I think that we are more likely – y'all are not going to play like trash. It is very likely that at some point we will play like trash and get ourselves in a hole then maybe try to scramble back. But y'all are more consistent. You're more even-keeled. You're more prepared every week than we are, where it's hit and miss. Y'all and also organized as a team. Was, as a yeah, I was gonna say y'all also doing a little too much, man. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like Dak saying uh he most definitely wanted a playoff rematch with the Niners, and Parsons saying the 49ers haven't faced anyone like us. Like, bro, let's I mean keep it a buck, man. The Niners wanted to play the Cowboys too. Like, there is no fear on this team side, man. Like, they literally punched you in the mouth last year. You think that they're gonna be intimidated? They haven't played anybody like us. The Niners don't give a damn about that stuff, man. This is a, a team that's made pretty deep playoff runs. Like, in Kyle Shanahan's tenure, he's made, what, two deep playoff runs? So there's experience there. Like, Debo's been to a Super Bowl. Like, most of that core was on that Super Bowl run with the Chiefs. Most of those guys lost to the Rams last year. This is a divisional game. Like, you're not going to catch them sleeping. Or you're not going to, you are not like, they're not going to be intimidated by the moment so saying all this extra stuff is just giving them motivation like bro just shut up be humble and come out and let your play do the talking i'm saying that as a niners fan like why would you be doing all this talk we wanted to play them or or they ain't play nobody like us they probably laughing at that shit and like we coming right at your ass like we did last year like i ain't nobody forgot about parson getting moved back to linebacker and not being on the edge last year that shit was embarrassing bro and they did that because he was getting his ass whipped and they did that because the niners were literally running at him and you say what they ain't play nobody like you yeah we haven't played anybody that's just as equally good as us on defense but you really think that fucking matters this is a physical team they want that shit <laughs> so yeah. hey let it be man like just Good luck. That's all I'm saying. And a couple of years ago, the Cowboys were actually 8-0 on the road and like 6-2, might have been 6-4, whatever. But I'm not sure. If that's not how we are anymore, the road warriors. But hey, first road playoff win out of – Yeah, uh, clearly. Games, so playoffs. Yeah. But that's somewhat misleading because we get quite a few home playoff games. But <laughs> it's still a bit of a while. Um, I, I think – if I had to make a prediction, 31-24, 49ers. They go out to a lead. We make a comeback. Can't do it at the end. Dak throws a pick or just doesn't get done and, you know, turnover on downs at the at last drive. I do think Dak will have the ball um, in his hands to win the game and won't be able to get it done. Um, I don't think anybody scores over 30. I'm not going to do them like that. I That'd think it's be... going to be a wild game. I mean, even if his wilds will be a wild game with people going backwards and just a defense. And the other thing it. I would say, too, uh, I have, like, a little video, but I don't even know how to do the video because I got damn, um, I got the damn uh, block for five more days. 
But oh, um, <laughs> I was doing like a video where I was just flaming the 49ers. And one of the things is Jared Stenner went off on y'all. I mean, your mm-hmm. defense is even showing a few cracks. Yeah, we, we are very vulnerable to the deep pass. So, you know, so it's possible. It, it's definitely possible. I think, I, I definitely think high, tw- high 20s, 30. So, I'm mean, giving y'all the 31, though. So, we're, you know, we're, I think we can score 24 on y'all. We're vulnerable with the deep pass, but I would I would challenge and say that Dak doesn't like to throw the deep pass on the outside. He likes to yeah, throw it over the true. middle. And when we when we have been lit up primarily, it's been on the outside, like those DK Metcalf rap, routes, not the CD routes. Yeah, so he's so, allowed at the slot. So it's it's gonna come down to are you willing to are you willing to make the the sacrifice to take the risk to to make those exposures, or are you content with thinking that you can still play within the scope of your ability, and uh, that'll be enough? Because I think I have the I, I know the answer to all that, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll we gotta see what Kellen Moore is gonna do. We'll know within the first quarter, like what 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 kind of game we're gonna get from uh the Cowboys offense. You got anything else in the news you want to talk about? Fuck yeah, man. Are you kidding me? I'm going to the senior bowl, bro. That's big news, yo. Repping yes, IBM. Yes, yes. Uh, don't ask me how I got approved. I never get approved for that shit. But I will be live. At the Senior Bowl, you guys can catch it. Uh, I think one of the practices is on NFL Network, and another practice is on. Before, lose your access before. I know, right? I, I probably, I probably get in trouble for streaming any of it. But I'm, I'm gonna try to ask some questions more so to kind of network. I got an interview uh, with some some people that do like some next gen stat recording stuff. Uh, oh, so cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do like a 20 minute. They got 20 minute segments or something. They're gonna let me get on for a little bit, and I guess ask me questions or whatever. Uh, that'll be interesting. Um, because I don't really have any expertise on that. But outside of that, like if for real, like if people listen to the podcast, if you look at the Senior Bowl roster and there's a player that you want me to ask a question to or somebody that you want like up personal scouting on. Like I'll be there. That's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna have binoculars, the the fucking hoodie. I'm gonna do the works. So I'm gonna be out there like Bill Check. So uh, let me know if you if you got anybody in particular. When like is it? On the roster. It's uh February uh first is when I'm flying to Atlanta. Um so the second, the third, or yeah, the second and third and fourth, I think, are the practices. And no, second and third are practice, and the fourth is the game. Sorry. So yeah. So I get two days of practice um, and then the game on that Saturday. Um, also to let you know, the head coach for one of the teams is the offensive coordinator for the Bears. I'm playing for Justin Fields. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pulling up one straight. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I will find an opportunity to literally yell at him and tell him to find help for Justin Fields or trade him back to the 49ers. Something, something, because that is, yeah, that, that, well, you know, well, you know what would be great? Greg Roman for Justin Fields. That would help his career. Great. <laughs> That's what he needs. He needs Greg Roman in his life. Uh, so with that exciting news, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we got for you. This is the commission and actively lazy asking you. You got a minute, fam.